Hey, welcome to the Anything Everything podcast. I am Tariq and with me there is Sammy. How's it going, Sammy? All good, all good. Good evening. Good evening. Yeah, it's going to be a good day. Well, good night, actually. This It's, it's pretty late now, 10 p.m. It is. Uh, it's a late night session. Yeah. First of its kind for us. But we're being disciplined because mm. we're doing these podcasts even at late nights. So mm. that ties into the topic of today, which if you don't mind introducing. Yeah, it really does. It ties into keeping the habit alive. So our topic is discipline today. We want to cover discipline. Uh, we want to define it. We want to see how discipline ties into habits. Uh, we want to see how we remain disciplined in different areas, different faucets of life. And we want to see, okay, why do people have a problem or trouble staying disciplined? Uh, is Can discipline be too much? Can someone be overly disciplined? Can mm. someone choke themselves with too much discipline? Yeah. And what does that uh, look and bring out? Uh, so these are the kind of the topics and, and themes we want to touch on. Yeah. 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 We can also probably talk a little bit about what people can do in order to improve their discipline. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then maybe think about the pitfalls as well of mm. like what you touched on. Can there be too much discipline? That's an interesting, mm. that's an interesting one to explore further, but let's start by defining discipline. Okay. How okay. would you define discipline? So discipline for me is an act that you are regularly doing and it's net positive which we kind of covered is that it's a net positive act that you are regularly doing consistently doing that is bringing a desired outcome that you want and it involves an a level of effort that you have to put so it's a challenging act that you have to fight in a sense your tendency to not do it so it's something really that you want to improve in. It's an act that you're doing to improve something. You're trying to reach a goal, or if you don't have a goal per se, but you're also just trying to improve on something, you're going on this journey. But it's it's, a, it's an act that you're regularly doing, that you're consistently doing to improve. Would you tie discipline with forcing yourself to do something? Uh, yes, it is in a sense, because, and, and we'll, We'll deconstruct this a bit more. Discipline is tied to habit. It's tied to motivation. It's tied to, you know, planning your days ahead. It's tied to doing difficult things as right. well. So yeah, I would, I would, it is tied to that. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think, I think I agree with you. The only part that I would maybe push back a little bit on is the fact that you said discipline is an act. Mm -hmm. I think discipline is less of an act and more of a mental state. Okay. The act is the product of being disciplined. Yes. Okay. You know, like, uh, I see what you mean. Yeah. So that's, that's the only part that I would touch on, but discipline I would say is having the mental capacity mm. to put yourself through something that isn't giving you instant gratification mm. in order for you to end up getting a delayed reward of some sort. Okay. So it's more of a sort of like you're investing in yourself. Yes. Yeah. yeah I would, I would say so. Mm. You're investing your mental energy in yourself. 
or physical mental or physical, or physical energy yeah. Yeah, in in cases where athletes are training hmm. um for for a greater reward in the future hmm. so you suffer now to gain later hmm. um but again like do you have to gain like does it does there have to be a gain at the end i think so i think with discipline usually it'll be tied to doing something that's going to end up rewarding you in some way like you definitely right yeah it's it's hard to again people talk about this where you you want to develop a process you want to develop you want to go on a journey of acts that you're doing without a reward but it's very hard to not have a reward for things it's it's the reason why they you know with children they sort of there's this pavlovian view that you know perform an act receive a reward because you want to you want to instill that act that effort that discipline yeah and you have to do that at least at a young age with a reward as you grow older and you mature i think you can sort of slowly start to pull the reward away and not require it but initially i think you do need you need the reward you have to sort of you know give yourself like okay well done man good stuff keep going and that's what teams do right that's what this whole idea of a team and and that bonding and and shared recognition is needed to, yeah. to keep going um so yeah the, the reward is seems it is necessary but it, it can be can be eliminated later on um so so that is that is the reward as part of the ongoing act of discipline yes so like what a, about the light at the end of the tunnel why are you disciplining yourself okay so the again it depends okay if we're talking about from an individual point of view because we kind of touched on you know teams and you know they have this they have one unified goal from an individual point of view your discipline is for a certain goal now it can either be for a goal or it can be for you're disciplined and you reward yourself for being disciplined in itself right Give me an example of the latter because when you tie it to a goal I think it's pretty clear that the reward at the end the light at the mm. end of the tunnel is that you'll hit your goals mm. hopefully. Okay. Uh so okay so let's let's talk about let's jump into an area where I think a lot of people you know always juggle and maybe mismanage or can't really figure out exercise. And by exercise I mean any form of you know cardiovascular training uh you know gym you know weightlifting uh walking running any form of you know athleticism that you're trying to keep up with discipline has been like a sought out thing it's 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 elusive it's hard to really remain disciplined and in a sense you don't have a goal because your goal is about reaffirming number one your identity of someone that is active physically that is being healthy and your your goal is it's preventive rather than you know something you're gaining because you're preventing bad fitness preventing health problems right so this is where i feel like again because it's intangible because you can you can see how if you do something and you get a reward but when something is intangible i think it's harder to maintain that discipline because you're not really holding something you're you're acting in a way to prevent something bad from happening it's very much like loss aversion so here's a here's a question for you would it be easier to discipline yourself to exercise if you do set a tangible goal like mm. i want to get a six pack mm. i want a six pack by july okay 
would it it be easier for me to go to the gym every day or like five days a week mm. from now till July if I have this tangible goal rather than this um, kind of like a blue sky goal or almost um, the the what you talked about preventative mm. as in I want to go to gym to stay healthy because that is like there's nothing tangible that you're going to see at the end of it. Mm. Like you said, it's preventative. You're preventing, you know, future uh, issues like cardiovascular issues, high mm. blood pressure. You can you can negate them with exercise. Mm. But that isn't something that you're actually seeing a reward from, like you said. So would it be easier if you actually set tangible goals? Like I'll give you, I'll give you examples. And I think a lot of uh, athletes and professional uh, bodybuilders do this. Mm. Um my goal is to end up bench pressing 280 pounds. Mm -hmm. So they work like discipline. They work towards that point. When they get to 280, they're like, now it's 300. They work towards that point. And setting that really concrete goal, mm -hmm. I think just helps them convince themselves to keep being disciplined rather than this fluffy, I mm. wanna stay healthy kind of goal. But I'm, I'm curious as to whether or not you think it is actually important to do that. Again, I think it's it's a case of where that person is in terms of their journey and what they really want. Now, if, if what you want is just one goal, then I think, yeah, it's easier to set a goal and just work towards achieving that goal. Because I think initially when you, and, and I'm talking a little bit about the habit of disciplining yourself. Once you're still kind of new to this area that you're, you're just building habits, good habits, you need goals. Because I think a goal is something you're, you know, you're chasing, you're looking forward to, you're working towards. Once you hit that goal, the problem is that, at least from you know, modern science and, and you know, like research says, is that usually when you set a goal, after that, there's a drop. There's, you have a certain, there's a drop in motivation, there's a drop in discipline, you get to justify slacking because I've hit that goal. But from a long-term you know, horizon point of view, in terms of if your overall goal is being healthy, then you may go like, okay, I'm fine with setting a short-term goal, but how do I ensure that I stay in the gym? Right. I, I wanna ensure that I wanna stay in the gym. So I'm with you. In, in the short term, I think goals are helpful. And I, I don't wanna rule out just goal setting by itself. And it's not as like binary. Don't set goals versus only set, you know, like build good habits. You need a mix of both. And okay. I think that you're you're sort of transitioning between in you know, a bit of goal setting, a bit of, okay, I've hacked myself that I don't need a goal anymore because I have that discipline. I've built that habit. So it's a bit of both, really. As you build a habit, hmm. do you need less discipline to maintain it than you do to build it? Uh, at what point? When you're building the habit, right? Because there's a time factor to that habit until it becomes sort of part of you, part of your identity. Sometimes early on in the habit, what I found is that you, you do need a goal. You need a certain goal. Yes. You need to... You need to be more disciplined. You need to be more disciplined. And early also, on in a habit, I feel on. like you need to be more disciplined. Uh, uh, in a way, but also because I feel like discipline really comes with time. Uh, and, and that's a very vague statement, but I mean like... If, if, we're, if we're planning certain horizons, let's say in three months, I want to build the habit that I'm going to the gym. Uh, the discipline doesn't really get me across the line as much as my motivation, because my motivation is tied to a goal. And I feel like motivation is tied to goals, 
but your discipline is tied to your long-term habits. But that's just that's just my own personal theory. Interesting. How do you how do you see it? Because motivation is there, right? So we're we're kind of covering discipline, we're covering habit, and we're covering um, uh, goals, right? Because they're, they're all sorry, discipline, motivation, and habits. The three of them together, they sort of overlap. They they vary depending on the time where you are in your habit building. So it's not so crystal clear. And I think with with people, where people sort of fall off the line is you're not seeing that, okay, at every point, what do I require to keep going? There's there's always this talk of, from, from experts and, and people across a number of, you know, like disciplines uh, and, and using disciplines related to, to discipline, what we're talking about now, is that you you change, your, your strategy or your tactics change depending on where you are, where you are in the habit building, where you are in motivation, where you are in your personal life, your health, seasons, play a role you know like you're you're less motivated when there's no sun right i think that's a thing now like it's very clear that in certain climates you're less likely to to be disciplined just because it's just a lousy day or a cloudy day right okay so it is complicated i think that's where i think we can agree that it is complicated for a reason that's why you have all these self-help books you have all these motivation books yeah and and going back and they're called motivational books, not disciplinary books. And and you know what we can, I find it to be a misnomer. I agree. And here's okay. the thing, right? So one thing you mentioned was motivation is more tied to the goal, whereas discipline is tied to the long-term habits. And this is where I disagree. Okay, nice. Yeah. Uh, the reason that I disagree is because I, like, in my head, discipline motivation is a fleeting feeling whereas discipline is something that you need to build from within yourself Mm. i could be motivated um in january to have a novel written by july like i start writing in january okay i want to write a novel i have a cool idea in my head that i want to see on a you Mm. know paper so i start writing and I'm very motivated in the beginning. So it doesn't take anything from me to sit down on my computer mm. and type out three or four pages. Okay. February starts. Let's say in January, no effort. In February, I start feeling like I don't want to do this anymore. I get tired of it. Mm. And there's no more enjoyment that's coming out of actually sitting down and writing. Uh, there is no reward that I'm feeling. There's no dopamine hit. There's nothing. I still have the goal of having a novel done by July. Mm-hmm. I no longer have the motivation. The motivation drops. Okay, I agree with that. Yeah. This is where discipline comes in. Mm-hmm. There's still a goal. It's not really a long-term habit. I, I want to finish this novel, mm. but I have to be very disciplined in order to stay writing every day for two hours, let's say, mm. from now until July. So okay. that's, discipline is also tied to goals. But the, the, thing, the thing that I feel like motivation helps with is the reason that you wanna set a specific goal, your motivation mm. to actually, what's your motivation to release the novel, for example? Like, mm. why do you want that novel there? That is kind of your motivation. Your motivation to actually start working on it initially mm is because it's still very novel. Like it still gives you that uh, dreamy feeling, dopamine rush kind of thing. Okay. But then that goes away. 
Um, and the motivation that you intrinsically feel goes away. And what's left is either you abandon the project, which a lot of projects get abandoned because of motivation, or you have the discipline to see it through. Okay. No, I agree with you on the that motivation is very much a short-term thing. Yeah. But then where I think you've, you've, you're using discipline more of, as a short to long-term, uh, you know, like a moving you know, piece or moving pawn. I think it could be both. Okay. Yeah, no, no, yeah. As in, like I was saying more discipline is more for medium to long term. You're saying no, it exists even in the short term. 100%. Which yeah. is fine. Yeah, no, that, that's fine. I can, uh, I, I can see that point. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, when you're building, like when you lose that motivation and you need to be disciplined in mm -hmm. order to continue doing something, I feel like, the it's 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 hard to kind of say what's whether, keeping you going what's keeping you going is what's it? keeping you going yeah. but sometimes the motivation does come back in the middle of the cycle mm. there are days where you wake up and you're really motivated to write mm -hmm. or you're motivated to go to gym or you're motivated to do something whatever habit it is that you're trying to um, cultivate mm. some days you're motivated to do it yeah which means that it you does that mean, let me phrase this as a question, actually. Okay. Does that mean if you wake up on a day where you're motivated to do something that's a good habit per se, does that mean it doesn't need discipline for you to actually do it? Mm -hmm. Or it is discipline still there, mm -hmm. but it's it covered by the motivation or something? Like I, like They overlap. They, they do. They def definitely overlap, especially when, and again, how you define for yourself that act of discipline. To me, it has a negative connotation. To okay. me, this, and, I'm, and you might disagree, and okay. I don't really know what the Merriam-Webster or Oxford Dictionary oh, yeah, defines yeah. it as, but when I say discipline, I really don't feel like doing something, but mm -hmm. I'm going to do it anyway because I know that the end result is something that I'm looking forward to. Mm. To me, that is discipline. Okay, so it's more, more tied to a, a reward or... or... Yeah, but okay, no, well, no, not, yeah, necessarily actually for me, okay. but it's doing something that you do not want to do. Whereas with sure. motivation, hmm. doing something you do want to do that ties into an end goal or an end result hmm. that you're really looking forward to. So the difference between yeah. discipline and motivation to me is very simple. It's motivation. You feel like doing it. Discipline. You don't feel like doing it. Hmm. Would you agree with that or... I think discipline is the one that can be uh, both. You think so? Yeah. Okay. Rather than because the motivation, I agree, is more around the thing that you really want to do. Yeah. And it's re I'm starting to think, based on what you're saying, is that motivation, whenever it's like up and down. Yeah. Which I think we, they've proven by now that you can't rely on it. You really can't rely on no, it. No, you can't. I, I agree with that right? for sure. It's tied to these moments, as, as you said, fleeting moment. And it's when there's something like that you perceive novel, that you perceive as novel, your motivation spikes. I, I, I would agree. Right? Okay. But you can't rely on it. Discipline is when you've, you've built a discipline for an, an act that you are motivated in, but discipline is also around the act that you have no motivation, but you have to do it. Yes. So that's Well, where... mine is the second one for me. Okay. Yeah. I'm just saying that it, it exists in both. Yeah, so uh, that's where we, I in, guess, in the disagree objective. on the definition. Okay, yeah. Uh, and it's fine for that. And you might be right in yeah. terms of like linguistically, if 
I don't know if this is more of a linguistic or a philosophical kind it, of it thinking. Could be. Yeah, maybe more philosophical in the objective sense. Yeah. Is that I feel like discipline, when you really want to do something and you've done it for a long time, your motivation is always coming and giving you that extra push. And you're disciplined because you've done it for a long time. Okay, that's fair. I mean, I, know, I'm just trying to define it in the objective sense. In that, yeah, yeah. I, that's fair. Mm. To me, motivation is what it's a different push than discipline. It comes from a different part of your brain. Yeah, you know what I mean. Definitely. But that's like where where we're really picking at tiny. Ultimately, we agree on really what discipline is. It's mm -hmm. just the broader. Mm. I guess the broader examples of when it actually comes into play, we might not completely agree mm. on, but that's fine. But you did talk, touch on this a little bit. I think we could talk about how people can become disciplined. Okay. How about you give me examples from your life okay. of when you needed to be disciplined and how you actually were able to maintain discipline and mm. follow through with something? Sure, yeah. So... In the past sort of two, three years, I've started to look more closely around fitness. And I've been playing football for a long time, as you know. And I've always sort of conflated football with, you know, healthy athleticism, which I found out was, was wrong. That, what do you mean? Can you, can you expand on that? What do you mean? Uh, so I, I had this sort of like uh, misunderstanding that if I'm playing football regularly, that is enough to, you know, work out certain muscles and, and certain, you know, areas. Okay. And I realized I was wrong, that there was a lot of areas, a lot of muscle areas, even even in, you know, legs and, and so on, that I wasn't really targeting. Okay. So I wanted to, I started to look at gym differently. Started looking at going to the gym differently. Started focusing more around the gym. And what I wanted to do is to build that habit. And this is really building on, you know, for example, you know, Atomic Habits, James Clear's book around this. So I, I, I was armed with that sort of new knowledge. And I wanted to test that. So the first thing I did was because, you know, we talk about New Year's resolutions. And I wanted to avoid that pitfall that I don't want to start or build a habit or be disciplined in New Year's. I was like, let me start a few months before, November, end of November, early December. Okay. For two reasons. Number one, I get to go to the gym before others before the wave of all these new people beginning of the year with their fresh motivation. Yeah, which, before the new year resolution people come. Yeah, yeah, before that wave of, you know, new people that I'm going to make something out of myself this year. And, and, and not to, you know, call people out, but I, I think this is very common. I think we can really measure this if we, if we do the statistics on this. Uh, and, and secondly, is just for the psychological uh, kind of like rewiring or framing that, oh, by February... I can say to myself, you know, I've been exercising since last year. Even though last year was just a month and a half ago, I get to have that sort of subconscious messaging that it's been since last year. Okay. You know, that since last year, I think slowly, slowly built up, you know, that discipline in my mind that I've already been doing this for a while. I'm improving and I want to keep the chain going. I want to, I don't want to break the chain. I just want to, and I didn't have a goal. I'll be honest, I had no goal. I was just like, okay, can I build a process where I'm regularly going to the gym for no goal? I just want to explore different exercises. I want How to. How did you do that, though? Okay, I got a trainer. 
so you know adding to what i said so i i combined and i stacked habits this is another term that that uh, james clear talks about stack habits so that they kind of they're a solid you know foundation that you can rely on when your motivation is down so what did i have to rely on i had the trainer coming over which was a huge benefit and, and a luxury coming definitely over, a luxury coming to my compound so i don't want to you know look bad and, and say oh man i'm going to cancel today when my motivation is not you know at that level so you externalized it i extern i had to externalize it at the beginning but i did have some internal motivation i'll be honest motivation is there armed with motivation armed with knowledge armed with a desire for discipline armed with uh, the gym instructor coming over when you put those together i sort of created an environment for that habit to thrive right and i didn't want to break it and then slowly slowly the real test was when i decided okay i'm moving cities i moved from abu dhabi to dubai and i didn't have the trainer anymore so that was the real test is that can i continue that discipline uh i did so far so good still going how uh, long has it been since, since your last trainer session since la- training uh, just two days ago no no your last trainer with uh, ah, with, with the, the trainer. trainer uh over a year now oh wow okay oh, yeah, yeah, yeah no 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 it's like a proper habit now absolutely yeah i i, I don't know i think so here's here's a question that's gonna Shoot. that's gonna go back to what we discussed earlier a little bit do you feel like it takes less discipline from you to go to gym now than it did in the beginning in Abu Dhabi? It does. Yeah. Okay. It does. It does. And 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 there's a number of reasons why. Like I've I feel like again there's I really like this idea that you are always you're moving between stages, stages of discipline, stages of motivation, stages of of how you are acting and maintaining that discipline. Okay. Cuz and and we talked a little bit about this maybe we can st- expand upon it. You have you, you you go through like knowledge where you're learning about okay what do i want to do and then you go through action where you're doing it but then it's about persistence how can i keep it going and by keep and, and how to keep it going i like this quote that says learn to rest not to quit i i keep that in mind and it it really keeps me keeps me going in that i don't go two days or three days at max without going to the gym and the other thing that I like from James Clear again, we're, we're name dropping him, you know, like crazy today. He says, "Master the art of showing up," and that is your ticket to just every other day. Make sure you don't go two, three days without doing some form of exercise. Look at your calendar. Use the Jerry Seinfeld, you know, like uh, ticking off dates, and and just ensure that the chain is going. You can rest. You you get sick. You travel, but don't break the chain. Okay. So for someone who wants to develop a certain habit or wants to be disciplined in their life for whatever reason, mm. there are a lot of reasons to be disciplined and we can touch on those later. Mm. If, I, if I wanted to develop a specific habit, one thing you said is the Jerry Seinfeld calendar. Mm-hmm. So write things down. Did you used to write down like days you went to gym and kind of tick them off in some way? I did. Or- I did. I did. So that is that is one thing that's also has been studied and I guess proven to help people maintain habits mm. is to keep some kind of journal. Yeah. Um, and almost punish yourself if you don't. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But but um, how much? Right. And, yeah. There's. So I think a, an important part of how to become disciplined is not just to, you know, write things down and prioritize things um, and show up but also to know how to forgive yourself when you do slip up. Mm-hmm. If you don't go to gym for three days, 
let's say you're saying never go three days without going to gym. Let's say something happened mm-hmm. um, or you slipped up somehow and the three days passed and you didn't go to the gym. Mm. I think it's super important for someone who, who, who does that to forgive themselves um, and not really dwell on the fact that they didn't go to gym because if they do, it's gonna, I feel like it's much more likely that they'll break the habit because they'd be start thinking, they'd mm. get into a negative I thought failed. loop. I failed, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. Why even bother? I don't even wanna go anymore. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you put yourself in a mindset where it's okay, it's just a small slip up, I'm gonna go today, I'm gonna go now and get right back into it. Um, everyone slips up every once in a while and it's totally fine. Like in the grand scheme of things, it's not gonna matter that much. And they take themselves and they go. I think that is, mm. it's really important as well to like forgive yourself. Um, and one thing that you did that was really pretty pretty cool is you hired a personal trainer. Now mm-hmm. I know that people who want to exercise and discipline goes in a lot of other ways other than exercising. Um, but in the in the example of exercise, it'll be a personal trainer who's helping you. Uh, in other examples, it could be a mentor or a life coach or whoever. Or a good friend, a friend. Or a good friend. Yeah, yeah. But you knew kind of your weakness and. A big part of disciplining yourself is really knowing where you're weak in order to really try to find something that could overcome that weakness. And in your case, you felt like you had maybe some sort of um, thought about why you wouldn't want to go to gym or convince yourself that you don't need to because you play football. But if you hired that personal trainer, they're going to inconvenience you and put you in a spot where it, you just can't say no anymore. And you kind of got rid of your weakness where you knew that this is going to be a weakness of mine. Mm. I'm going to tackle it as part of my, um, my journey to become disciplined. So I think that it's also really important for people to be aware about where they can slip up and why and try to avoid that or mm. try to employ something that would help them overcome that weakness. So, yeah, I, I guess, well, yeah, what were you going to say? No, I, I like that. And it, it's two two main points just to, you know, sort of like re- recap on what you said. The self-talk is very important. It really is around when you take breaks, how you recover from those and how you speak to yourself about continuing and it's fine to rest. It's fine to take a break. You travel, things happen, you get sick. Uh, a family member, a friend flies in from outside. Hey, this thing, these things happen. There are things outside of your control. Yeah. So 100% take your point on the self-talk. The second aspect of self-talk, what you said is around, you have to be honest with yourself Yeah. where you are in, as you were saying, specifically on gaps. So I knew I was very, very critical of, of myself. I knew that there are gaps. How do I identify those those gaps? Well, my own assessment might not be entirely accurate. I externalized it. I got someone to give me their assessment yeah. as an expert, as someone who's trained hundreds you know, of people to give me that assessment and charter a journey. Charter a journey that is not too challenging that I lose motivation, lose discipline, and not too easy that it's there's no challenge. You know, so you need they call it the Goldilocks zone where it's it's challenging enough that you want to do it, that you want to put effort and you can see some results, but not too challenging that you go like, 
I'm not gonna really get this or I'm I'm not I'm never gonna achieve that or something. So there's that middle ground is is really it's it's a fine line. It's it's a hard you need to find that balance basically yeah. to see okay, this is the area of my optimal growth. This is where I can I can move in. And part of it is is around novelty, where the trainer every few weeks would change the exercises, alter, tweak these a little bit. Uh, instead of seated row, you do it with weights. Uh, you know, use the rope machine when when you can. Uh, do head training here and there. Randomize these stuff for two reasons: one, psychologically, and and two, physically, because your body likes changes. It's good. Um, is the saying keep your body guessing? Um, I know it's being it's being thrown around a lot, and I think there is some scientific you know basis behind it. But that ties into you wanting new things. Okay, and, and being able to go like, okay, I'm not getting too bored. It's not, it's not too monotonous and automatic, and robotic. So, uh, part of that is there. So, for someone who's trying to write a book into a different field, okay, jumping in. No, it's uh, the <clears throat> same. I want to become disciplined. And oh yeah, yeah. I mean, start. yeah, just okay. Yeah, instead of being, instead of it being exercise, it's mm. it's writing a book. You said you said do different exercises to maintain that novelty. Mm. If someone is writing a book and they're just sitting on their computer mm. in the same room every day um, at the same time, I could see how that could become boring. Uh, and I know that some authors actually change the place where they write. So they go to a, ca a ca cafe, yes. they go and they sit outside and they write or they think and they brainstorm. Mm. Um, and they keep things a little bit novel that way in order to number one, uh, get their creative juices flowing better mm -hmm. because of the novelty of the surroundings that they have. But number two, so that they don't get bored of just being in the same spot and doing the same thing every day. Mm. Um, you touched on a good point though, because while we're, lo we're looking, at, we're looking at, at discipline in the abstract, once you deep dive into, so when you compare discipline, it has its general principles, but when it comes to like gym versus writing, the context differs and the themes, number one, uh, environment and location play a big role. So you can't, you can, you can exercise anywhere if you really want to, if you're disciplined, like, you know, you could exercise here, you can do some, you know, like body exercises. Yeah. But when it comes to writing, your environment maybe, I'd argue, plays a bigger role because you, you really have to really focus to do that act and, and the act of writing differs so much from exercising. Yeah. So I would argue that you you can really rely on your motivation a bit more when with exercising because you, you can externalize that. If you're no one is going to motivate you to write a book, but if you're in the gym with your friend, you're more likely to work out. You know what I mean? If there's music in the gym, you're more likely to do more. You put more effort. How does that tie into taking that discipline, you know, we're zooming in, going back up and down into writing. Writing is really harder especially if you're and just to add to this point gym doesn't really need a skill because it's a skill that everybody's you know there's no art to gym in a way compared to writing just compared to writing yeah, yeah. writing is a, is, a, is a very much an art rather than just a uh, anyone can do it a physical you know uh, and like gym well there are people it's obviously motor. that it's aren't motor. yeah people that aren't capable but in yeah. general most people can yeah. do gym Writing, I think most people can write, but not most people can write something good. Yeah. So I would agree with that. Because it's more um, passion driven than 
right? Yeah. Um, everybody, everybody can learn to deadlift. Not everybody can write an article, or yeah. or they can, but it's it's the the amount of effort required differs, you know, uh, significantly, and and the time required. Like everybody can write an article, but how you get to it? I think it's the journey is different. It's a little bit different though for different people. For sure, I'm just saying that there in terms are people of the, the who themes. feel like would would I think there are people who would Excuse disagree me. with you and say that writing is a, takes a lot less discipline from them than exercising would. Oh no, no, I'm not talking about the discipline of the the writing. I'm talking about the what you require to start writing. You know, mm -hmm. the the how you get yourself to write rather than the act of writing, because there's the how do I get to it? Like how do I get to the gym? I have to. In a way, writing is easier to get to it, but to continue it and do it well is harder. Gym is harder to get to the gym because you got to put on your clothes. You got to drive to the gym. You have to uh, put a sp specific time where like, you know, that sit fits your schedule. So you know what I mean? Like showing up to the gym is harder than showing up to writing because writing, you can, you can, you can, almost, you can write anywhere. Yeah. But the discipline part of it. Is that making sense? Yeah. Yeah, no, I get it. it. I get it. Yeah. But, but like, I don't think, in terms of from a discipline perspective, writing is necessarily harder or easier. Mm. I think it depends on the person. Yeah, fine. Okay. So, there are people who are naturally writers who really, really enjoy doing it, mm. and they don't or hate exercising. For yeah. them, exercising would be much, much harder and than boring. writing. And boring. People and very find boring. Exercising, uh, exercising very boring. So Especially I think for you, I yeah. think it's the way you're describing it is a bit subjective. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've been, yeah, I'm, I'm an active person. And you've uh, done generally. both. Like you've written and you've exercised. Yeah. And to you, you feel like exercising is easier. But keep in mind that you've been an active person pretty much your whole life. Yeah. So yeah. this is second nature to you. Um, a lot of people haven't and mm. find the act itself of going to gym extremely mentally taxing for them. Mm. Like it's very difficult to mm. discipline themselves to go out to gym and exercise mm. and they don't feel any reward after. Like like mm. there's uh, no immediate gratification. Um, whereas with writing, you can write a paragraph uh, and then yes. read it and you're like, yes, I came up with something really mm. cool and that makes you keep doing it. That, that's a good point because it kind of ties into... With the gym, you don't see your results immediately. With writing, you you see the outputs. Yeah, you know. So that's the part of the difficulty in maintaining that discipline, is because oh man, I've done a thousand setups, but uh, I don't have any abs, for yeah. example. Yeah. So the especially, I think this is a it's a law now that like, we we don't really notice small changes over time. Yeah. But after a while, you, you you do notice a gap. Yeah. But the small changes, they're the small incremental changes you don't notice when you're exercising. We, we don't. And, and anything in general, like anything when it comes to these small changes, like you you don't notice uh, like when how you're, you age. Even when you're writing a book, hmm. when you write a paragraph and then a second paragraph and then a third, you're not really noticing how much of a change you're making. But at the end, you're going to have a book just by writing a single paragraph every time. Okay, yeah. And then you can look and say, okay, I had a par paragraph and now I have an entire book. Mm. Um, it's the same with exercising. It's the same with anything that you're trying to do long term. Um, That's where you need a discipline, right? That you That you know that somehow deep down that this tiny act is going to compound. 
yeah it's going to accumulate to something yeah which ties yeah. It, it, like you have to you have to experience some discomfort mm-hmm. in your head disciplining yourself in order to do something that pertains to a larger effort that you're Focus. working towards yeah what do you think of this quote hard hard choices easy life easy choices hard life does that tie into discipline It does, but I don't agree with the quote. <laughs> okay. Okay, let's talk about how does it tie into discipline. Then. So hard choices, easy life means like you kind of discipline yourself to do things that you don't necessarily want to do, which <clears throat> ends up putting you in a spot where um, things are a lot easier for you because you know how to get things done. Mm-hmm. Um, so you do, you do take like the hard choice road But ultimately, that helps you um, build habits and uh, gets you to places that ultimately you probably wouldn't have got to if you've done the easy choice. Um, so I, I'm, if I were to guess, an application of that quote would be if instead of sitting down and watching TV, you sit down and you write some code in order to program a software or an application. Mm. For let's expand it over five years. Instead of over five years, you finish work, you sit down, you watch TV. You finish work, you sit down, you do some programming. <clears throat> After five years, you probably have built four or five or seven apps if you're mm. sitting down and programming. That seventh app that you built gets famous. It starts bringing you in money. Mm-hmm. Um, at that point, your life gets easier because you have more money, you have more choices, but also you've built discipline in order to keep working and to keep bringing more income and the act itself becomes easier for you. Mm. If you're sitting down and you're watching TV, in five years, you're probably going to be in the same spot or you're going to have a promotion at work, but net gain is going to be little in terms of your mm. life and you're going to be complaining about why you don't have money or why you're not able to do anything and you sit and you watch tv and you complain and you say that your life is hard <laughs> so that, i think that's how the quote's trying to apply i don't know if that's how you understand mm. it as well yeah to a certain extent yeah i see that that you you in in a sense you know short-term pain hopefully leads to long-term gain That's where I disagree with the quote. And you said I, it right there. Okay. You said, hopefully, leads to yeah, long-term because game. Nothing is guaranteed, right? Um, so when you say, I think it's more of a philosophy than it is a quote. Um, practical quote? Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's a philosophy, like hard choice, easy life. <clears throat> uh, easy <clears throat> choice, hard life. But okay. you can have a very easy life and make very easy choices if you're <clears throat> in the right environment. Of course, yeah. Okay, so the, the context... Context matters. Will, will play a big role. Yeah, yeah. Okay. but it it does tie into discipline. Like this is kind of. Yeah, yeah I like that. Around yeah. discipline. That Where you, it says that be yeah. disciplined. Um, because and the hard ultimately things, things get a lot easier for you. Yeah, yeah, because when you when you instill the discipline of doing hard things, you you can handle more. Yeah, you just get to handle more. Okay, is discipline more. can yeah. it be translated from one area to another? So great one. Okay. So because you said, you know, and I'm trying to basically the quote, right? Hard choice, easy <clears throat> life. Is it one hard choice or is it multiple hard choices? Mm. Does being good at doing, making one hard choice, make it easier for you to make the next hard choice? Mm. If I'm very disciplined in writing is going to gym going to be easier for me because I built that discipline mm. in writing. 
Yeah, it's a it's a tough one. I'll be honest, because of the environment, right? Because your is your discipline. I tend to see it as tied to your environment and and how your environment is primed for that act that you're trying to do. Now, I think theoretically, if a few years ago I would say, oh yeah, of course, that it just makes sense that if a then you know I I would make that causal connection that you're disciplined. And and maybe the, the the pitfall, the cognitive you know trap is like thinking that you can you can take the uh, the specific and you generalize it and then you can apply it to something else. Now I would yeah I'd say no I don't think so I don't think it's it's easier because I, and and I'm leaning towards it being domain dependent. It is dependent on the context, so many factors, the location. And 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 that's what that that's what guarantees your discipline is that you can be disciplined in one area, and not disciplined in another. So making and one hard choice doesn't make the second hard choice easier. Generally, I would say no. Yeah. But again, it it depends. It right? does depend because uh, it's it's more complicated than that on yeah. the surface. But ultimately, mm. if you want to break it down to its simplest form, mm. I think that the more correct answer would be no. Mm. Then yes. Yeah. But ultimately. I think in some areas it is translatable. Um, uh, yeah, it should be, you know, right? In and, some areas. Yeah. Uh, if it's a conscious, it should be, once it becomes a bit more conscious, you know, like conscious competence, once you make it more conscious, perhaps you can, you can go like, okay, what's wrong with you? Yeah, you should be disciplined here more. You know, I, I've done this, you know, here. You know what I mean? Once you sort of have that kind of self-talk and that reflection, perhaps it becomes easier. But I think just instinctively, it seems like no. Because we we always we want we're lazy yeah you know mentally we're lazy and it's it's there's a reason why discipline and motivation all these things and habits are so sought for sought after because it's actually hard to to stay motivated it's hard it to do it's hard to do hard things actually you can't stay motivated you have to become disciplined you have to become disciplined and motivation and like is, like it, motivation is just a much cooler word um, and it sells much better. Yeah. All these self-help books and stuff, like you mentioned, they're called motivational. Yeah. Whereas really it's like trying to, they're trying to teach you how to discipline yourself. But discipline has such a nasty connotation to it because it's like, oh, I have to do this thing. I have mm. to drag myself and do it because it's good for me. Whereas with motivation, it's like, I want to do it. I want to get there. It's just yeah. much cooler as a concept than discipline. Yeah. But discipline is what is important. Motivation is like, it's, it's, you're like, I don't know how many people can say they're always motivated. Mm. Like I'm always motivated to sit down and write my novel, or I'm always motivated to do this thing that's going to be good for me. No, Mm. no. I make myself go do it because I know what the benefit is later. I discipline myself and Mm. I do it anyway. Um, and I think ultimately you touched on this as well. Discipline gets easier. Um, people would need to struggle in the beginning. And I think part of, so there's one thing that I read that's really cool is that if you're, if you have areas in your life that you're disciplined in, it, it reflects positively on your mental health. Like you're, you're less Mm -hmm. likely to be anxious. You're less likely to be depressed. And I think it's because discipline involves struggle. And I, and the human human beings i think we evolved a lot of a lot of our past and in our evolution a lot of our um 
like we struggled a lot while we were evolving. Like initially there was always a specific struggle, like whether it's the struggle of survival or the struggle of uh, earning money or the struggle of finding a mate or like we were struggling. And now we're living in a society that there's a lot. And we touched on this in the last podcast where there is a lot less struggle. So I think the fact that when you discipline yourself, you're forcing yourself to struggle. You're pushing yourself outside your comfort zone in order to grow as a person and reach a certain Mm -hmm. goal. And that struggle offsets the part of your brain that would fall into depression or anxiety if you're sitting there doing nothing all the time Mm. Um, or you're not kind of pushing yourself outside your comfort zone. Now, I'm not saying it's a rule. A lot of people are disciplined and depressed at the same time, 100% or Mm. anxious. But I'm just saying that it it can help you fall out of that hole Mm. um, when you're disciplined because you kind of introduce that struggle that I think everyone needs in order to be a healthy individual mentally, I think you do need to struggle because otherwise your brain chemistry gets all messed up. 100%. I, I think it's tied to, I really I like this concept because it's tied to part of that struggle is also you keeping yourself busy, that you don't have time to really like sit and reflect and go like, am I motivated? Am I not? When you're, when you're sort of like you've planned out your week, in terms of writing, exercising, uh, outings, things like that, you don't leave time for your mind to, you know, say, you know what, just lazy it out. You yeah. know what, just so you kind of quiet down that part of your mind that is that just wants to be lazy and wants to. I don't want to say just procrastinate because it's more than that. Yeah, and some form of procrastination is actually healthy. But you know, when when that negative self talk that, as you're saying, is probably tied to you know, not having discipline. Yeah. You get to quiet that down, that you're, you're so busy uh, and, and in the right things, doing the hard things, that you're you're spiking yourself with good dopamine. You're giving yourself, as you're saying, you're, you're rewiring your brain chemistry in the right way. Yeah. That really leaves you grounded and doesn't leave room for the negativity to, to come in. It's like raising a shield in a way. To yeah, that. I, would, I would say so. It's... Um... It's obviously more complicated than just that, but in the end, if if like one of the main benefits I think of becoming disciplined in a certain aspect or area mm. is that it can help you overcome potential mental health problems or current mental health problems if yeah. you're disciplining yourself to do something. Yeah. Even though it feels like it's actually a chore or it's actually yeah. something that you don't want to do. And I feel like, and I've, I've, you know, I've, struggled with depression before when you're when you're someone who's depressed or anxious being disciplined gets a lot harder because you lose the part where the motivation comes in and helps you give that get that push forward Mm -hmm. so it just makes being disciplined all that more important because it puts you in a spot where you you have to force yourself to reach a certain goal and from a personal like a personal story is i was like in a place in my mental health that was really really bad um in my mid 20s and i felt like nothing i did or that nothing i want to do would matter right okay but i in my head i wanted to get out of it like i look around me and i'm like there are a lot of people that i can relate to that feel like me but I know I can get out of it. I know I can become 
a better version of myself, someone that I want to be. And I disciplined myself to do things that I knew would get me out of that place. And part of it was exercising uh, at a certain time. Part of it was writing music and forcing myself to sit down and write music and have an yeah. output. And ultimately, because I kept those, I built those habits yep. and I disciplined myself in that way and I struggled in that way, I was able to pull myself out of that hole because I reached specific goals that I wanted to reach and I felt fulfilled. And that feeling of fulfillment can offset the negativity that comes with depression and anxiety. Mm. And I was able to pull myself out. Um, obviously that's not, I'm not, I'm not a psychologist or a psychiatrist, so I'm not saying that this is going to cure you yeah. if you're depressed, but what I'm saying is it helped me. And I would say it cured me. Like I'm in a much better spot mentally now. And I didn't really take any medication. It was purely discipline from my part. Yeah. So uh, it's a good place to really close things out for this uh, specific episode mm. is that Discipline, while it may seem like it's not this very sexy concept or word, I think it's super important for people to really understand how powerful it is to discipline yourself to do something that mm. in the long term will make you reach a certain goal. Yeah, I, 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 I caught on something, what you said, and I really like this, um, when you said how to be a better version of yourself. Yeah. I think that's better than thinking the best version of myself. Because that that internal self-talk and framing signifies to you that it's a journey. That it's 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 a, a journey. I'm never gonna journey. be the best version of myself. Yeah. There's it, no such thing. Because that's an outcome or a goal that is you haven't you don't know you don't know what it is. You haven't quantified it. Yeah. And you may never reach it. Exactly. And you don't have a plan for that. It doesn't you don't need to. Yeah. When you're thinking I'm just it's just a better, it it signifies incremental improvements. Yeah. That you're in the journey. It's just you know you're you're fine with this journey and the process of it, and you stayed busy. You were disciplined, and and these acts led to you know rewiring of brain chemistry and and good 100%. dopamine. One hundred percent. Yeah. And I and I got help, but not from like a person from a book that helped me. Um, it was a book that was geared towards helping you build these good habits okay. by being self-disciplined. So I had to write down and journal every day what Amazing. I would do and stuff yeah. um, and What's practice gratitude. Called? It's called The Anxiety Workbook okay. um, and it's by Dr. Uh, David Burns, okay. a very okay. famous uh, clinical psychologist. But it helped me get out of that yeah. um, mental state by being disciplined. So it just helped me discipline myself. Um, like you hired a personal trainer, similar, like you know your own weaknesses, as long as you do something to combat them, you can discipline yourself and get to a spot where you're a better version of yourself, which yeah. I think is a fitting end to to this episode. Yeah. Uh, do you have any closing remarks? One, one small sort of like nugget, a uh, bit of a historical I like one, nuggets. Right? Yeah. Uh, George Carlin, who you know of, and yeah. a lot of, lot of people, uh, yeah. I think our generation would have heard of him. Yeah. One of his skits, he speaks about what is it with motivation books? This was in like late 80s, early 90s, I think. And he's like, suddenly people need to be motivated. So it's it's really, there's a clip maybe. People, I like that. Yeah, people would want to watch it and, and check it out because it's very fitting now and something that he sort of like touched on and, and realized 30 years ago. He was ahead of his time. 
He was, he was. Yeah. And, and he's very, Brilliant he has mind. replay value. A lot of his work has has a lot of replay value. Definitely. Uh, and, and he goes like, if I'm going to go to the store to mo- to buy a motivation book, then aren't I motivated already? <laughs> so it's, it's, it's a really That's nice. That's actually funny. It's a good point, you know. Yeah. It's a nice one to, to get out of this. While some of these books, they are helpful and everything like that. They're made to sell. They are made to sell. And Yeah. Ultimately, yeah. the person writing it is mainly chasing the bottom line, which yeah. is money. Hmm. I'm not saying this as a rule, but generally self-help books are a trap. Yeah. Like really it comes from within. That's mm-hmm. where discipline comes from, within. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So this was a good episode. Thanks everyone for listening. Sammy, thank you for being uh, an awesome person to converse with. Likewise, thought. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. All right. Have a good All night. Right. Good night. Thank you.